1: The Eagles are at the podium, and we are headed full steam into week six against the Vikings. This is all, of course, brought to you by the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your host, Michael Kist, and today we have four press conferences for you, which we will detail in a second. First, a quick programming note. No film review this week for me in Solak, which is purely on me. A pretty serious family issue came up, but I won't put that weight on you. I just wanted to keep you updated on what shows to expect this week. Of course, check out BGN Radio 84, which dropped today. There is a new Babes on Broad coming tomorrow morning, then your normal double dose of Kist and Solak preview shows, and a special Eye on the Enemy with Arif Hassan from The Athletic Minnesota. So tons of content in your feeds as we prepare for the Vikings. And as we do that, we might as well hear from the men that'll be putting in the real work for that. And as such, these four press conferences this week come from, and this is in order of appearance, by the way, Offensive Coordinator Mike Rowe, Defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, head coach Doug Peterson, and quarterback Carson Wentz—long show. So I'm going to get out of the way. Let's go to the podium.
2: Um, I think you give the Jets a lot of credit. They were whatever six or eight in, in the league and, and rushing um, heading into the game. Um, Greg Williams does a terrific job uh, with his scheme. Been a coordinator in the league for a long time, but um, there's times where you know they're setting the edge, bringing perimeter pressure, and setting the edge, and and uh, you know then stunting away from it, which. Um, does make it more, you know, more challenging to get the ball to the perimeter. And we did some, some, we did a good job at uh, at times. And others, uh, there's there's plays that we'd like to, to have back and do a little bit better. The
3: last two games since Dallas got healthy, Mike, you're playing more 12 than you're 11. Is that a
2: long term thing? Uh, you're just looking at it game to game, and and you know, that's, that's a, a good question. <laughs> I mean, we obviously feel really good about Dallas. And uh, having Dallas and Zach and, and uh, you know, the combination of two wide receivers out there with a running back Phil, um, uh, you know, we're, we're very versatile in that group, um, can do a lot of different things, both in the run game and the passing game. And, um, you know, I think that's that's a personnel group that you'll continue to see, uh, you know, a lot from us. But at the same time, we're, we're going to play the game week to week, depending on, you know, how, how we think it gives us the best advantage. And um, we felt really good about that personnel group the last several weeks. You're right. What's that uh, impressed you the most about Jordan Howard and his approach? You can just tell he's an experienced runner. He's obviously really strong with the ball in his hands. He's decisive. You know, he's got good vision, um, shows the ability to stick his foot in the ground, and then, um, you know, he, he pushes the pile. He's generally falling forward for, for you know, additional yards, rarely knocked back. He's a strong runner. Um, you know, brings brings that that tenacity to our offense. What well,
4: would be done to Do again. you miss when Deshaun
3: is not available to you?
2: oh wow i mean we all know how you know how dynamic deshaun is um when he's out there so um you know hopefully you know he gets better soon but the guys that have been out there uh, have done a really really good job just talked about you know the 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 12 personnel grouping that we've got out there we feel really good about that um running backs have been running well the offensive line is has done a, a great job and with the ball control and running the football and establishing the line of scrimmage. so um you know we we're we're excited about the guys that we got out there. We feel really confident that the guys we're playing with, and and we're looking forward to the day when um, Deshaun's available again. Sean, so how can you
4: get the downfield passing game going a little more?
2: Uh, you know, I think we had uh, we got behind the defense twice the other day. Had you know legal contact on on both plays, which you know um, really kind of negated those opportunities. So uh, we'll continue to try to look for those, and and when we get them, you know, hopefully we we hit them. You know, I felt really good about those two plays and. Um, unfortunately, you know, we, we know how, the, how it played out. Those receivers, uh, you know, JJ, I think
5: he had two snaps on, on Sunday and not, not on special teams. Is there going to be a role for him going
2: forward? Where yeah, that? I think it's, you know, it's week to week. It's ongoing. He's a development, uh, developmental player for us. And, um, he's ready to step in like he did, uh, you know, in, in Atlanta and Detroit and played a lot of snaps. And, uh, we've played, you know, with Dallas being healthy, we've, we've, um, played more in, in 12 personnel, and so that reduces, you know, the role of the third wide receiver, so to speak. And uh, got a lot of confidence in J.J. and, and his development and, and what he'll be able to do for us this fall. Mike, I was asking Doug yesterday about the offensive line penalties Sunday,
3: and he mentioned specifically they were going to send some of them into the league to because they didn't
2: see the were penalties. Have you gotten any feedback on that? Not that I'm aware of. I haven't gotten any feedback yet, no. What did you think that? I think they called it really closely. Yeah. Is that a right to say like that? <laughs> yeah, I think it was uh, some tight calls. Yeah, Sometimes, I do. you know, a lot of times those things wouldn't have gotten called. There
3: was a point in the game where Lane looked at the sideline, looked like he was emphatically calling for more runs. Who, who's that? Lane Johnson. Oh. And I know offensive linemen love to run blocks, especially when they're opposing their will like they were. Could that change the play call when you see that they're feeling that? Could that maybe at some time change the play call if you if you were thinking past, okay, we're going to go run. These guys are feeling
2: it. We yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, along the lines of, of communication and collaboration that we, that we have here and we pride ourselves in, um, both, you know, upstairs as a coaching staff and then when we come downstairs and go into meetings with our players, we got a lot of trust in our players. And what they say to us—that they're, they're telling us the truth—and what they believe in—and obviously, it's up to, to us as coaches to, to manage the game and call the game the way that we see. We see is gives us the best opportunity. But um, yeah, when we're running it and the guys are feeling it, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, we certainly have a lot of you know strong belief in what those guys see. You know,
4: with Don, uh, with Mike Zimmer, he, you know, the double A guy, looks that he's yeah. given all these years, whether he's coming or not—is that—is that something that he still does a lot of? Yeah, play? he's the
2: godfather of it, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he still. They I mean, still. A
4: couple of years ago, he said he stopped doing it because everyone copied off him. But uh, is it something that he still does a lot of?
2: Yeah, it still shows up on our tape every year when we play. <laughs> yeah, so it's a big part of uh, you know the, the the preparation this week, and um, obviously we, we, with their package, they've got it all. So um, they're not missing a piece here or there. They they can they can do anything they they want to out of it. So um, it's got our full attention. How important
4: is it for then Kelsey and? To, uh, Carson to be in sync in terms of the communication I mean, they those two
2: guys are always on the same page uh, in constant communication both during the week uh, when we have our you know our, our blitz protection meetings uh, throughout the course of walkthroughs in practice um, you know when we have our, our blitz drills in practice and then um, you know even at, after the fact we come back inside we talk about it and we work through it all throughout the course of the week and if there's anything in game, um that we need to talk about. Those guys are, you know, in constant communication between them, um, Stout, myself, you know, Coach Peterson, everybody's involved with that.
5: Have you seen that Mike uh, the amping up the overload blitz as well though?
2: That What's Jeff that? Mentioned?
5: Uh, Mike said a couple years ago that he stopped doing this much A gap stuff. has there been more overload blitzes from the side from him? Or have you not noticed that?
2: No, I mean he's he's got he's got the full complement of pressures. And uh, he's obviously, his defense is, those guys are veterans in, in that defense. Um, they've been running his defense for for a long time now. And, uh, you know, with with the guys that he's got, the the talented group that he's got, I mean, they can get a lot of pressure on you just with their their front four. Um, so they don't need to bring the overload blitz, as you call it, uh, too often. But they got your attention with the front four. But then they have uh, the exotic blitz package that, that Coach Zimmer's known for. And um, so you know we got, we got to be on our game like we talked about with the communication, quarterback, center, the entire offensive line, the running backs. You know, our running backs did a great job picking up you know the pressures last week. A lot of a lot of perimeter pressures, uh, a lot of corner safety pressures, and I thought Miles and Jordan both did a great job stepping up and and, and protecting the quarterback. About the, the running backs, um,
3: it didn't seem like either Miles Sanders or Jordan Howard sort of came into this season with the reputation of, of being a good uh, pass protector. But have you been impressed with with what they've done in that role this season? Yeah, I'd
2: say go back and watch that tape um, from Sunday. Um, Miles Miles put the corner right on his back. I'm one of them. I got a question about Miles in protection uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I'd say he's on it. And um, and he's he's up to the challenge. So I know he'll be challenged again throughout the course of the season, whether it's this week or you know the the, the remaining weeks, and, and Jordan's done the same thing. He had one uh, in Green Bay where he stepped up in the hole and uh, and flat headed the you know the backer it was rushing right there. So um, got a lot of confidence in the guy and those guys, not only knowing their protections, but and being targeted right, but stepping up and and uh, keeping the pocket firm. What have you seen
5: from Nelson, the last two games he only has the one catch, but he's
2: playing
4: like you 90 know,
2: percent of the time. I mean, yep. What's he doing well or not well? Uh, well, he's he's doing everything that we ask him to do. Um mentioned a couple of, the, you know, we get the question about the, the down the field throws and he's, he's got behind the defense, getting knocked off uh, his route, you know, twice the other day. Otherwise, maybe he's got two touchdowns and we're sitting there going, holy cow, what a, what a game, you know. So it's just just little things like that, that, you know, impact the, the stat line a little bit. But he's doing a lot of things behind the scenes, as, as he always does. Um, tremendous uh, teammate, unselfish player, and, and one of the glue, glues to the offense. And, uh, when, you, when you mentioned a lot of guys in their defense haven't played there a long time, you know, one of the guys on,
3: on the roster here now, Anderson, Anderson and Day, was you know was there for seven eight years. He was. Is, is that a guy that you'll uh, you sort of nah. uh, use as a resource? No,
2: we wouldn't ask him anything. What, what kind of guy like like him? What? How can they help? In a well, like, like you said, he was there a long time. Um, He knows he knows the calls. They have played against us before. Um, So you just you know, he's in our system now defensively, so it's not as fresh to him. But, you know, there's there's some things here and there that that he might remember.
3: Scrolls out. Will there be more of a role for Corey in the
2: offense? I think we'll just have to figure that out as we go, Merrill. Um, You know, we we, we like to mix all the backs in there and, and keep them fresh. So I got a lot of confidence in Corey. Um, both in, in all phases, you know, and protecting the quarterback and running the ball, or, uh, you know, as a receiver out of the backfield, he, he can do all three of those things well for us. And I know he'll be ready when his numbers call. If you look at, at Carson's interception
6: percentage, it's down to. Did he ask that? Oh, that's the. I was 100%. talking to the center, so that's why. Okay. Um, he's, he's down to 1.1%. That's that's the best of his career. What was it? What's 1.1? Know, it's, it's Carson's interception. interception oh, okay. Is that the function of an emphasis from you guys, or is that just kind of where he is in the offense
2: at this point? I think it's probably, uh, you know, his experience level, um, obviously in this system and, and, and understanding exactly what we want to get done and, and where guys are, his comfort level with the guys that are in the huddle with them and, and being where they're supposed to be. Um, knowing where his outlets are, I think, uh, you know, he's, I think he's played at a really high level. Um, in these first five weeks, and, and obviously, you know, we expect it to continue that way. So. Is there any
6: benchmark for that number that you want to see from your quarterbacks?
2: No interceptions. No. Um. Great, right? <laughs> yeah. Aaron is like 0. .6 last game. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think he's doing a great job uh, of taking care of the ball, not forcing the issue, um, being smart. You know, it's not always the most fun. Um, you know, when you could stick one of those balls in there, you know, those are the kind of balls that get you really excited, get the juices flowing a little bit. But understanding when to take those shots and, and when to when to dump it off, I think, uh, says a lot about um, you know where he's at with his game.
0: You feel like so you're uh,
4: Carson a little more say at the line. Uh, it's something you guys done since since his rookie year. But um, is there a little more? Would you say of him? Being, being, have the freedom to check in and out of plays. Whether yeah. you send him with two, or,
2: or yeah, like we that? got a ton of confidence in him uh, at the line of scrimmage, and uh, in his ability to process. Um, the amount of information that he's, that he's getting from the defense in a short amount of time, get it communicated, disseminated to, to everybody out there uh, is really unique. And we want to take advantage of that ability. And, um, you know, he's gotten us in, into some really good plays and uh, want to continue to be able to do that each and every week. And uh, we think that that gives us an advantage, you know, helps us uh, to run, uh, you know, good plays and, and the fair looks. Um, and, and put us in a good position to be successful.
3: Follow up to Zach's question is interception rate is down. One number that isn't up is the yards per attempt. Is that because you're playing more 12 and, and, and the routes are different? Is it because Deshaun hadn't been there for the last four games? A combination of everything?
2: I, I, that's something I don't really analyze a whole lot. I mean, I, I think the number one stat is getting your team in the end zone. And I think we're fifth in the NFL right now in touchdown percentage. So, uh, we try to really start everything with that, and then and then work from there. But uh, uh, we believe that explosive plays are important um, to to both yardage production and scoring, and uh, can continue to try to look for those kinds of plays. And um, you know, hopefully that uh, you know over the course of a 16-week season that uh, we make more than our share there. After
3: watching the tape, what did you see of the sneak?
2: You uh, think you got a bad spot there? Uh it was you know from our you know our vantage point there. He's got his back turned. It's really hard to see where the ball is. It looks like his body's across uh, the line to gain, but you can't see the ball. Um, and I haven't gone back and, and looked at the TV copy, but uh, it's a, I don't know if you have. If you have a, a, but I, yeah, I mean it was just hard to hard to tell. It looked like he pushed across on the on the coach's copy though. Yeah. All right. Thank you.
0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
7: Um, you guys count them, I don't. We just do what, um, you know, sort of the game plan entails and what it takes to win the game. Every game's a little bit different. I thought the guys did a good job of executing the call that was um, that was made. 26. Pardon? Pardon? Um, well, first thing, it looks like they've um, they've clicked the speed of the film up a little bit. I mean, man, they're making big plays everywhere. It's not just Alvin Cook. Rookie Madison's a good running back. Uh, Abdullah, um, they got four running backs that are averaging, you know, 5'7", 5'8", 5'9", and then 9'3", a carry. So um, that'll get your attention real quick, and, um, you know, they're – we're a pretty strong run defense. They're a pretty strong run offense. That's going to be a great match on Sunday. What made you decide to a much more of brainy side? This time? Um, matchups had a lot to do with it, and um, you know there were there was there was some um, there was some of that. It was mainly on third down. It really wasn't first and second down. But um, you know we liked we liked some of his leverage matchups and things like that. I thought that was a big, really one of the biggest. Sequence of the game was our was our opening uh, drive. We haven't done a great job on the opening drive this year, and um, you know we we expected Le'Veon Bell to carry a load for him. We were able to get after him twice and limit his effectiveness on the first two runs, and then come back and get a sack on the on the third play. And you know, BG was really a, a great tone setter for us when it came to that, whether he was outside or inside for us.
5: Paul mentioned the blitzes before. Uh, you just got Orlando back, but you had him over the summer. Is that something that he's kind of natural at off the slot that you knew he could handle because of all his time as a veteran player?
7: He is a savvy guy, um, smart football player. Has been around. It, it, it was more scheme than you know, just trying to accentuate um, you know what what he's good at because he can. He he did a good job in coverage in that game also and. I thought tackled, um, I thought tackled pretty well for us also. Um, but, you know, so sometimes, you know, it goes into, you know, a matchup that you, that you like, that you want to try to, um, you know, put your guys in. Sometimes it just has to do with, you know, protections and scheme and things like that. And, Sometimes it's just the way it works out. You know, sometimes you might have a blitz that's called for a certain side and you don't know that that player is actually going to be the one that will be taking the blitz. So it's a combination of all three, but, you know, to be able to get a, a sack, a strip, and score a touchdown, get the recovery, unscore touchdowns, you know, big play no matter when it is. Um, I would like to point out on that play, that was the coverage did an outstanding job on that. You know, he wanted to go deep on that play. And Russell was in great position. Then he wanted to take the shallow cross and it was his own blitz. And Vinny was in great position. Then he wanted to go Le'Veon on Bell late. And we had a couple guys cover that. And he really had nowhere to go with the ball. And that gave our guys time because they picked up the blitz. You know, they, 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 the guys did a good job of staying after it and being tenacious. But the blitz was picked up. It was more the coverage that caused that play. and Um, Good to see us get back in the end zone a couple times with him and Snake.
4: With Brandon inside, if that continues, I guess that means more opportunity for Josh Sweat. Where is he right now? What have you seen
7: from him? Yeah, I thought Josh did a good job in this game, too. You know, his his reps haven't been extensive, but when he's been in there, he's been pressuring the quarterback at a pretty good percentage. Um, I thought his best play in the game wasn't a sack. I thought his best play was um, chasing a rundown from the backside. Really did a nice job of that, and um, you know, he's, he, he's, he's on the come as a good young player.
3: Yeah, even though he didn't record a sack, it seemed like Fletcher Cox made a huge contribution in this game. Does he appear to be almost totally back physically?
7: Yeah, you know me. I'm not a big stack guy. You know, it's about stopping drives. It's about winning games and limiting scoring and things like that. But Rodney's interception was all Fletch. You know, I mean, Fletch. Fletch had everything. I'd I'd much rather have the interception there than than a sack. I mean, all due respect to Fletch. I know. I know he'd rather have the sack. But um, I said before, being around the cornerback causes you know his high percentage of takeaways, and you saw that. Um, You just talked about Josh Sweat. His his sack was um, Fletch disrupted the quarterback, stepped up, and Josh came off his block and was able to make the sack, but. You know, there's, there's no there's no stat for team defense. There's no stat for guys doing their job, doing it tough and doing it physically. And, um, you know, Fletch did that in this game, a tackle for loss. Um, you know, it, I know fantasy football and Twitter and all those things, we tend to, to put a big emphasis on stats and fantasy points and all that stuff. But it's a team game when it's all said and done. And he played well in this game.
3: What did you think of Craig James' game, his first start? Yeah, it was his
7: first start ever in the NFL. I mean, his first two defensive snaps ever were last week. So, um, you know, he was called upon, um, had a tough start. You know, missed a tackle against Le'Veon Bell, which, I don't know, I mean, Le'Veon Bell's a tough matchup out there, but missed a tackle, got a pass interference, and you could tell that they were going to try to test him as much as they could but, um, he settled down after that. And I think that you know, we've talked in here a lot about that with corners. You're always on display, and you can't let a couple bad plays affect you. Well, he he lived that on Sunday. He didn't let a couple bad plays. It didn't shake his confidence. He was there the rest of the time. You know, I think that um, he he had a really nice coverage on Crowder. And limiting Crowder's um, touches in this game was big force too. I mean, The guy had like 17 uh, targets in the opener or some ridiculous thing like that. And I think he had two catches in this game. And um, he got us to a big third down on a second down play where he was one on one, made a good, strong tackle, tackled well in the run game. All things you want to see from a a young player. I thought that was a big step from him. And I especially like the fact that it wasn't, it it started off, it wasn't, you know, he started off with a couple bad plays and he was able to bounce back from that. And he also had a little bit of a target. I mean, any new player out there is going to have a target from, you know, the offense coordinator or the um, the quarterback. And um, he was able to stand tall and help us get to win. the
3: offensive line um, hasn't been a strength of theirs in recent years. They got some, you know, new
7: personnel. They they, they play well as a unit. A lot of zone blocking. Um, a lot of chop blocks. Um, stretch run. You know, you can see Gary Kubiak's uh, influence into their run game, um, and and that's that's the thing. You know, when you talk about the zone run game, it's not a one-on-one blocking, um, you know, endeavor. It's five guys, six guys, plus a fullback, all working together, and then tying the running back into it. And um, you know, they're all on the same page, and, and they do an outstanding job of it. And like I said. It's, it's going to be a great match on Sunday, a good run defense against an outstanding run offense. What are some
3: of the reasons this team is so good at stopping the run, especially if you lose uh, Jackson and,
7: and uh, Chernigan? Yeah, just good coaching all around.
3: <laughs>
7: no, um, our, our guys, we, we put an emphasis on it. I mean, I, I saw something um, this week that there were like nine 300-yard passers in the NFL, and I think their teams were four and five this week you know 50-50 proposition i thought saw there were eight 100-yard uh, rushers and their teams were 7 and 1 you know and um you know we we've always put a big uh emphasis on stopping the run and when you can do that that allows your pass rush to um, you know be able to go so we put an emphasis on it um you know our guys um you know pretty pretty well know what to do it doesn't always look great but you know, going back to Sunday, that was such a big thing in that game. I, mean, I can't tell you how much respect I have for Le'Veon Bell as a player, um, not just to run to pass. He made a couple three-yard runs in that game that, you know, a lot of other guys would be minus five or minus six, and he was able to squirt um, through a small hole or break a tackle or stay alive and stuff like that. But I think, you know, lost in 10 sacks and a couple defensive scores and, you know, all that kind of stuff um, – you know, we we never really let them, and they they, they came out trying to get Le'Veon Bell established, and um, our defense did a good job of, you know, combating that and giving us a chance to be able to rush the passer and those kind of things. How so, how
8: much of an
5: uh, impact has having Rodney back and fully healthy had on the defense?
7: Yeah, I mean, he's 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 a, he's a big part of our defense, not just in communication, but the energy he plays with. He's a good, strong tackler. Um, yeah, I mean, we might have had, might have had an extra sack if not for Rodney. I mean, probably our worst pass rush. Rodney was free on a rush one time, and and the quarterback slipped him, which is going to happen. Um, but he's taking a lot of ribbing for, uh, he's taking a lot of ribbing for that right now. But um, you know, he's he's uh, he's been a big part of our success as a, as a franchise over the last few years, and it's great to have him back. You
5: mentioned uh, Kubiak a little bit. They also brought in Rick Dennison for that running game. But you've seen a lot of that team in recent years. How much have they kind of changed schematically with those two guys?
7: Well, I think a run game in particular. There, you know, there's there's a whole um, uh, family of coaches. You mentioned Dennison, um, Perini, the tight ends coach. Um, well, he's he's been historically a tight ends coach, but. Um, Kubiak, those guys, those guys were in Denver and they were in Houston and, you know, Baltimore, there's a lot of carryover. They're all, you know, experienced guys that are on the same page that know that run game inside out. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, when you watch guys play together as a unit, when you watch guys play fast, that's a testament to coaching. And, you know, and, and Gary's been, you know, one of the best at coaching that scheme for a long time.
3: Did we play this this summer
7: before he got released? This summer?
3: Yeah, after you guys signed him. uh, I mean, your impressions of him?
7: Yeah, I mean, he's a, I think I said it before, he's a veteran player. He he knew what to do. Um, You know, he was in shape. He was was ready to go. You know, there just wasn't any room on the roster for him at that time. But, um, you know, I don't think that was time wasted. Um, He was able to step in on three days practice and go out and have a good performance so um, he was ready when he was called upon and that's no different than you know all the other guys that sit in the chairs in this room whether on the practice squad like Craig James and get brought up or you know they were in camp with you you know there's a chance you're going to be brought back at some time and you have to be ready he was.
4: Have we've seen um, Dark Brennan take a couple personal fouls on interception returns this season what's, what's the typical coaching point there for your guys, I mean, you see, you see a lot of penalties, um, sometimes illegal blocks, but also with, with personal fouls. What you can do differently there?
7: Yeah, you know, both my daughters wear Derek Barnett jerseys to the game, so it um, tells you how much I think of him. And, and Derek's always a guy that plays with a chip on the shoulder. It's one of the things that makes him successful. But you got to be careful about crossing that line and, um, you know, interception returns traditionally have been. I mean, you, you go back and bore you, but like 20 years ago, the interception return, you'd be like nine guys on defense, you know, trying to go mess up the quarterback, you know. And, you know, you get offensive linemen that are knocking you around the pile or holding you the whole time. And now it's like, you know, I'm going to go get that guy back. But it, you can't make it a personal war. It has to be about the team, you know, whether it's. You know who gets the sack, or you know who gets the block, or you know whatever it is. Um, the one dynamic that's a little bit different this year—it doesn't really affect. It, it hasn't had anything to do with Derek, but the whole peel back, peel back block going in—we've um, we've tried to really emphasize that because you can't go in with any kind of force. You got to wall guys off with your hands. Um, you know, you, you it's so hard to make plays and get interceptions or scoop fumbles. The last thing you want to do is take that away with a penalty. Derek knows that. And um, he just got to balance playing with that chip on his shoulder and playing tough and physical and hustling, all the things we love about him, and just uh, make sure we don't cross the line into doing something that hurts the team. Okay. Thanks, guys. As far as the uh,
9: injury report goes, um, on the guys that are, you know, a little more long-term or a little more week-to-week, there's really no updates on, on those guys. I mean, so you know, Darby, Deshaun, so. like the Darby's and Maddox. guys like that. Um, yeah, Maddox, um, Timmy, I mean, those guys. You know, Deshaun, we're going to try to uh, at least progress him this week, try to get him on the field, see what he can do from a rehab standpoint uh, only, uh, see where he's at um, and, and go from there. Um, and the other guys, you know, um, will will practice.
3: When you say get him on the field, you mean like just – Rehab, okay.
9: just aside from us. Gotcha. Just-
3: Are there any benchmarks that Sean needs to hit, you know, from a health standpoint that would show he's progressing?
9: Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not familiar with the injury that he has, but uh, I, I would think with a guy like Deshaun who's, you know, he's a track guy, he's a runner, obviously he's got to have a level of comfort with that with that injury. Um all the stopping and starting and, and things of that nature. Um, so it, it's really until you think he gets to that point that, that we make a decision. these
5: next few opponents, actually probably the next six, have really good defenses, maybe even better than what you faced with the Jets. So what's it going to take to kind of put together a complete
9: game? Well, thanks for reminding me. Um, you know, we, we just focus one at a time, honestly. Um, we're focused on the Vikings this week. This is a really good opponent. Um, Good test, good defense, good offense. They're they're well coached. They're a disciplined group. You know, but uh, this is the start of kind of that run you're talking about for us. And um, uh, if if you want to get to to where you want to get to at the end of the year, you know, these are games that uh, are sort of benchmark games for us. And uh, uh, you know, great game plan. Both sides of the ball, really, all three phases. Players have got to execute that game plan. We got to handle you know crowd noise this week. Um, loud loud stadium, obviously. So um, it's got to be a great week of preparation. Guys got to be dialed in.
3: Doug obviously Sydney's hamstrings are a recurring issue the last couple of years. What can you guys do preventively to, to try to reduce them or eliminate them? Is there anything he can do? Um...
9: I, you know I think as from a player standpoint, I think sometimes too you'd you sort of have to push yourself you know you got to break through that threshold. you got to push yourself through that and uh, feel that level of comfort as an athlete and then, and then, you know we monitor these guys you know um every day with with the amount of running and conditioning sometimes it's even extra conditioning you know for guys as they as they are healthy and can do that just to stay on top of this stuff and um you know everybody's built a little bit differently you know um body gets tugged and pulled in different ways and but uh, we do everything we can through, uh, you know, through our medical staff to, to keep, him, keep him healthy and, and, and try to prevent as best we can.
4: At this point, how much do you have to worry about his confidence being that he hasn't been able to stay on the
9: field? Yeah, you know, it's it's something that, uh, you know, we got to keep in mind, um, you know, because you, you don't want the player, in this case, Sydney, focused on the injury, you know, because then it doesn't allow him to play or, or play fast. Um, so we have to make sure that, you know, and he has to make sure that he's 100% before we put him back out there so that he can be confident, you know, in his ability.
6: To follow up on, on Jordan Howard from what you said Monday, his his role had seemed to increase these past two games especially. Are you viewing it like what you saw these past two games is what's, is what's going to happen going forward, or do you expect it to grow even more?
9: Yeah, I, I'm kind of viewing it as whoever kind of gets the hot hand and how the game kind of unfolds with the running, the style of running that we do. I mean, we've got... You know, we've talked about this before. We, we've got runs built for, and everybody can do the run game plan. You know, it's not like they can't, but we have certain runs for certain guys. And, you know, um, it's just happened that, that the last couple, the way the defenses have played, that Jordan's kind of gotten more of the touches. But, Takes nothing away from Miles. Miles is very capable of doing that. Uh, we're comfortable with Miles. Very confident with Miles. Uh, you know, he might be a little better in the passing game than, than say Jordan is. So, you know, we we've used him there as well. Um, but uh, sometimes it's a hot hand. Uh, but uh, you know, all our guys are very capable of handling. You know? Has
6: Jordan exceeded what you expected of him coming no. into the year? No. no.
9: This is what we expected uh, of him when we when we got him. Yeah.
3: Doug,
6: what's a key or two uh, to be successful against Mike Zimmer defenses? Have you found?
9: You know, I think I think one. Um, you know, this is a it, it's an aggressive style of play, meaning the front four guys really really get after the passer. Uh, being able to protect Carson, um, not only on first and second down, but he's got a you know an, a pretty extensive blitz package on third down and and how he can rush, unique ways of rushing the passer <clears throat> on third down. So being able to protect protect Carson, and then I think <clears throat> I think the other <clears throat> key really is is you have to you got to be positive on, on – your plays have got to be positive on first down, and, and so it's an area that we kind of struggled at the beginning of the season. We've gotten better here recently, but staying ahead of those chains, keeping yourself in 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 second and shorter distances where you're going to get that first down and, and stay on the field, try to the best you can, eliminate as many third and long situations against this defense, uh, against his his scheme, and those give you a chance to – To possibly win.
4: When you give uh, Carson uh, freedom at the line to 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 check the plays, et cetera, is that only in tempo?
9: No. 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 It's in it's in uh, other other areas. Yes.
4: And how many plays? How much freedom is he given? Um, Is it just like a one or two plays? Two plays, or is it? it, it,
9: it, I mean, it could it could be many. I, I would I would say looking, you know, in a normal game plan week, you're probably looking at, you know, five or six that we 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 you know. Because the formation might dictate a certain way, and um, uh, but just giving him, you know, uh, an opportunity to put us into a better play. But it's not a lot, because we don't. Again, we don't want to bog him down mentally; that he's thinking too much up there. We want him just to play and react.
3: No, just uh, following up on on Sydney. When you say push through the threshold, what, what do you exactly mean by that? Well,
9: I think sometimes uh, with an injury, well, I don't care what type of injury, you get to that point where. You just gotta you, you, through your rehab and conditioning. You you've kind of you got to push yourself, you know, and you gotta you gotta bust through and, and say, okay, I'm I feel good, you know, and, and I still might be a little sore, but I, I feel good, and so that's kind of what I mean by that, just kind of that threshold where you kind of kind of break through the glass, and and you're 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 on the other side of it, and then and then once you get to that point you know, all the mental stuff goes away and now you can just focus on ball again.
5: Uh, you're up on, on that autonomy at the line of scrimmage for Carson. Does that change home versus road? Is it become more difficult? Uh, it's
9: difficult, especially in, you know, we know we've got, you know, these two dome games coming up. Atlanta was a, was a challenge with the dome game, um, being able to do with the communication with the noise. Um, but we're still going to give him, you know, these checks and, and audibles, Um uh, you know, uh, to to do uh, it's one of the strengths that I think our offense has been able to handle crowd noise well, <clears throat> um, and and use use of nonverbal you know communication um, with signals and things like that. But uh, we still wanna we still wanna be able to take advantage if we can and put ourselves in a you know a, a situation that could be successful. Is
5: there any sense of nostalgia going back to Minneapolis? You know, considering what happened
7: the last time you guys were there
9: no i mean you know i I remember my days even in green bay you know we go over to the metrodome there and play and um that place would be rocking and shaking and you watch the video on monday and it was you know crowd is loud and and you know the guy on the motorcycle is running around and riding his bike and and uh, it's an exciting it's a great place i mean it's a great place and obviously you know we had success the last time but this is different you know this is a Crowd's going to be different. The environment's going to be different. Uh, it's a noon game. You know, we got to get ourselves ready to play a good football team, um, and obviously the crowd will be in their favor.
5: Expect Corey to, to get involved in the offense a little more, and then secondly, with the couple of fumbles he had on the kick and the punt, you kind of just view those as spooky a little bit with the with the him banging up the shoulder and then the looking at the thinking some guy making a teammate touch the ball. You kind of view those as more yeah, I think him. that's
9: just you know uh, just a product of um, you know just uh, uh, that just the the ball bounced an awkward way the other day. Uh, he thought that it, it possibly got touched. Um, <laughs> And so he's trying to make a play, you know, in, in that situation. So, you know, we chalk it up to that. Um, as far as the game plan, yeah, you know, Corey's, you know, up to speed with everything we're doing. Um, you know, I would expect him to to fully understand and, and grasp the game plan this week. Um, and uh, you know, with with where Darren is right now, uh, you know, yeah, we we got to get him ready to play.
4: Who is your um, call we're about right
9: now? Um, you. Sure, I'm
4: ready.
9: We're gonna work a couple guys there this week.
3: You don't
9: know yet. I do.
6: Figured
9: as
8: much. Yeah. On,
6: on Monday, you mentioned Dalvin Cook. Um, your interest, or the Eagles' interest in him, has been well chronicled. How uh, close were you guys to getting him, and what was your read on him going into the draft?
9: Yeah, we were we were close um, right there at that time. Uh, I just remember going back and, and watching him coming out in the draft and and studying him a little bit. Really liked his explosiveness. Um, you know, not only with the with the ball in his hands, but he was also a good catch. You know, he catched the ball out of the backfield, and there was a lot of uh, a lot of explosive plays. You know, on his tape, so um, you know it was real real comfortable with him, and and uh, um, yeah, we were we were close to pulling the trigger on that one.
4: When you went through the evaluation period of whether to bring the trade for Deshaun, how much did his uh, you know injury history factor into the decision to bring here? he, he hadn't played in a sixteen game season. I think only once or twice in his career.
9: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, part of, it's part of it, but uh, it's not what makes or breaks the deal. Uh, we know the type of player that we were getting, the explosiveness, um, you know, uh, an electric player, a player that wanted to be back in Philly. Um, but yeah, the injury part, you know, didn't didn't factor into it uh, much at all. But How
6: are you seeing
4: teams playing you knowing that there's not much of a threat over the top? Are they being more aggressive, challenging one on one?
9: No, I mean they're playing their defense. Honestly, um, you know they still got to count for Alshon and Nelly, and of course the two tight ends that we have, and and then you know the success of the run game. Uh, they they just uh, continue to play their defense. Um, I would say the only team that really kind of got out of and really not got out is in their nature was Detroit, where they, they doubled Zach on third downs. You know they didn't want Zach to, to really you know get going. Uh, and they doubled him in the red zone. But other than that, teams have really been just kind of sticking to their game plan. Okay, okay. Nice, thank you. Guys.
3: The offense wasn't as efficient as you had hoped it would be. What'd you see
8: when you looked at it? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, we just we didn't stay ahead of the chains. You know, we got in a couple of second and extra long situations, third and long situations, um, and it's tough to be in those situations and convert and stay on the field. So, um, but you know, at the end of the day, we did enough to win the game, and uh, we're really excited to to go down and play a good uh, good Minnesota Viking te- uh, football team.
6: Carson, you're, you're I'm sorry, the, the interception rate. Uh, it's as it's as low as it's been since you've been here. Is that an effort on your part? Like, are are you consciously trying to be careful with the ball?
8: Yeah, I mean, hopefully we're we're not jinxing it or anything like that. But um, no, I mean, I feel I feel confident. You know, dropping back. You know, going through my progressions quickly. You know, guys making plays. Feel you know really confident in the guys that we have out there. That um, they're going to be where they need to be, and I'm, I can play on time. And so um, it's not something I'm like sitting here thinking you know not going to put it in harm's way you know that stuff's going to happen so um, but at the end of the day I feel confident with what we're doing uh, in the passing game That's
0: touched on this, but if you guys don't have Deshaun Jackson back at least for this week how do you guys try to create that deep threat
8: yeah I mean I mean we still feel uh we have the guys that are capable you know without a doubt obviously Deshaun's kind of his own type of player in that regard but uh we still feel that we're capable of doing that and uh you know, we'll we'll still attack down the field when it when it's there. And but again, we're not going to force it um, just to make sure we we do that. But you know, when it's there, we're going to try and exploit it in, in different ways.
5: Zone, the completion rate has gone down too. Is that related to the interception rate going down, or are those um, two things? Related couldn't
8: really. Was- I don't know how you would correlate those okay. two. Um, it's just you know part of the game and uh, you know I definitely something I want to improve on and, and keep you know getting higher for sure.
1: The developing
3: the skill to go through your progressions rapidly which you said you really think you've gotten a hold of or doing better at. Is there ever a possible downside to going too quickly through progressions in, in other words not giving a first option more of a chance or you know, like you're just going through
8: the index cards. You, yeah, you I mean, I mean? it's definitely a fine line. And by no means do I feel like I got it down by any means. I, you know, we're always, uh, always a work in progress without a doubt. But uh, without a doubt, there's a, there's times you you rush through progressions and there's times you hang on uh, number one too long. And that's, that's part of every football game. And defenses do a good job of disguising things and making it look like something else and, and reacting differently. So uh, that's part of the game,
3: though. Do you, self, that- do you self-scout yourself on that stuff? Say, hey, how am I doing in terms of the timing of
8: that stuff? For sure. For sure. It's something we always look at and, um, you know, just being cognizant of getting, you know, to your check down and getting through progressions. is um, something that we always look at and talk about.
4: Zachary talked about, uh, for instance, on the touchdowns you guys had this past game, that it was, it was something that he had changed his route just a little bit because of the zero look, and he said that you saw it probably. And, but it's also something that you guys rep occasionally, too. I'm trying to understand um, how much of, of those types of moments – or practice, and how much of them are sometimes just the chemistry that you two have together? Yeah, it,
8: it's, a, it's a fine line. You know, it's it's some of it you practice, some of it you talk about, and some of it is just, I don't want to say common sense, but it's just two instinctual players, you know, making a play. And, uh, you know, he's just able to speed up his route and, you know, cut it a little short the way, the way it worked. And uh, he saw it as cover zero blitz, and obviously that's what it was. That's what I saw it as. So um, the chemistry on that for sure was there. If you, uh, can't,
3: if you don't have that deep ball – um, and, and
5: it's constantly taken away, and, you, and you're forced to go down the field 12, 13 plays at a time. What do you have to do to put together enough of those drives in a game?
8: Yeah, uh, I mean, for one, take care of the ball. You know, I know last year that's something we didn't do well um, against these guys. We were able to move the ball, and I thought we did a good job of that. But uh, we, we got to just take care of the ball and, and stay ahead of the chains to be able to do that. But like you said, I mean, it can be hard to, to sustain long 12, 13-play drives, especially against a good defense. But um, if that's what it takes, that's what we're going to do.
3: The last two games since Dallas came back, Carson, you guys have used a lot of 12 personnel. Is it becoming uh, a steady, big part of this offense uh, more so than just matchups against particular teams?
8: Yeah, you could say that. I mean, without a doubt, um, you know, getting Dallas on the field both in the run game and what he can do in in blocking and, you know, you know, if teams want to stay nickel to to what we're, you know, putting out Tiger personnel, I mean, we're getting um, Dallas blocking a nickel sometimes or Ertz blocking a nickel. Those are, you know, mismatches in the run game, but also, you know, we feel confident uh, in the passing game that, you know, there's going to be mismatches across the board. Um, and so that's something that, you know, when we have two special tight ends the way we do that, we can uh, use them and use them effectively.
3: Carson, uh, Nelly's had a little tough stretch here with uh, a fumble, a couple drops. When, when a guy like that, when, when he's going through something like that, do you just, is it just business as usual? Do you talk- Talk to him. Is there
8: anything you can do to help him through it? Um, I I feel extremely confident in Nelly. You know, I've felt extremely confident in him. Uh, Really, since I got here, just because I know the type of person he is. I know how he understands the game. I know how hard he works, how hard he – how badly he wants to be great. And, uh, you know, I have a ton of confidence in him. And and so it's something that uh, you don't want to – you don't overdo it. You don't overdo it at all. And you just keep building him up. And, again, I I feel extremely confident going forward that, um, you know, he's going to make a lot of big plays for us this year.
4: Carson, why has Miles Sanders become such a comfortable target for you down the field?
8: Um, I think it's, it's just a credit to, you know, his ability uh, out of the backfield and, A, catching the ball, but just how explosive he is. And, uh, I mean, it's a mismatch when you can get him on – a linebacker, get him on uh, even a safety at times or like we'd had in the game a defensive end and ended up running with him. So uh, there are mismatches, you know, that we can try and take advantage of here and there. You don't want to overdo it, but uh, I think it's just a credit to how explosive he is and the things he can do uh, with it, with the ball in his hand.
6: This is the closest you've ever played to home, closest you will ever play to home. Are you expecting a big crowd coming from North Dakota? This Without part?
8: a doubt. You know, there's a there's a lot of friends, family. Uh, I mean, this is three hours about from, from North Dakota where I went to, from NDSU as well. Um, And so, without a doubt, there'll be a big contingency of of family, friends, and everything. And uh, excited that uh, they'll get to see me uh, play live.
3: Any balance kind of... Wanting to spend time with them and see them and
2: just kind of focusing on the
8: game? Yeah, unfortunately, there's really no time, especially when it's a noon football game. You know, we get in, we have meetings, go to bed, wake up, and it's go time. And so uh, I won't really get to see them. I'll, I'll make sure I get to see them in the offseason and everything. But uh, I know they'll have fun uh, cheering me on. A little bit of a
4: different experience this time versus the last time you were there. And, um, any thoughts as to going back there now playing versus not?
8: No, it's just uh, another regular season game.
4: Did you have a big contingency of friends and family there for the Super Bowl?
8: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Like you said, I mean, it's the closest stadium to home. And so uh, friends and family always travel well. They're all, you know, they're always going to travel to playoff games and those big games like that. So, uh, yeah, they were there for sure.
3: Both Miles and Jordan have done a nice job with puts pickup and, and pass protection. How has your confidence in them in that respect grown in these five games? I mean, it's grown
8: a ton. You know, it's something that, you know, during training camp, during, you know, off-season workouts, you see that they mentally know what's going on, but it's another thing to, to go out there and physically pick up a, a blitzer and, and, you know, hit it right in the face and, and, you know, give me time and stuff. And so seeing them do that as effectively as they have, I mean, it gives me a ton of confidence that, you know, if, if a different linebacker blitzes than what we're calling, like those guys are going to pick it up and I'm going to be able to stand in there and hang tall. That's the
4: one, the one that Jordan um, kind of got, uh, I think it was Williams, that kind of a free pass at the middle, middle at you and he kind of clipped him at the last second, but you also dipped. How much did that help you? Or did you did Yeah, I mean, did it's, you, you it's, it? it's
8: hard it? to say, hard to say, but I'm assuming Jordan helped quite a bit. Uh, you, you watch from behind, I mean, he definitely um, got him just enough to, to kind of push him off to the side, so that was, a, that was a huge help. Has
4: the success in the red zone kind of
8: um, made up for the fact that you guys haven't had a lot of balls downfield recently? Um. I don't know. I mean, success in the red zone is something, whether we're able to capitalize on plays down the field or not, that we're going to always emphasize, you know, and finishing drives in the end zone. And obviously, you know, we're going to come away with three at times, but we want to score every time we're down there. You know, it's hard to get down there, so we want to make sure we finish when we're down there. Uh, The big plays will come, those will happen, but we'll always emphasize uh, scoring, uh, you know, getting in the end zone when we're down there. What
6: stands out as the biggest challenges for a quarterback going up against a our
8: defense. Um, You know, they're very complex. You know, they do a lot of different things, different fronts, different blitz looks. Um, and then at the same time, uh, the the personnel, they have a lot of good players and a lot of guys that are um, extremely knowledgeable in that defense. They've played together for a long time. And so they, they're able to disguise things and, and bluff things and, and bring pressures from different ways because they're all so in sync with, with how they're disguising it. So, I mean, that's a big thing um, is just how complex they are. But the fact that they've all played together for a long time, it makes it tough.
3: You mentioned uh, that it's hard to sustain the really long drives against a good defense. How can you make the offense a little more explosive? You just haven't really had that uh, recently. I mean,
8: it just – it's something that you never want to force. You never want to force the issue. You know, it's something. You know, if the defense is giving us something, we're gonna stay with it. You know, whether that's the ground game or the underneath passing, uh, we're gonna take shots when they're there. You know, we had I think two chances last game, two big chances that we just missed. So um, they're there to be made, and we just gotta make them when it when it comes up. But it's again, it's something that uh, we're not trying to force the issue on that, and, and almost go in panic mode, saying we gotta take a shot. We're just gonna take what the defense gives us, um, and try and stay ahead of the change and uh, and move the ball.
3: And the you were earlier,
4: and what do you
8: think that might be about? Is that true? I don't know. I, that's not a stat I yeah. look at a lot. I, I don't know. Um, it's just part of the game. I know the
4: video uh, from uh, the Packers game where you were uh, Mike would uh, there was a, a, a jump ball that you threw to Alshon, and then afterwards you, you went back to him and said, oh, I should have done this. Um, which would, would, you know, what happened on
8: that point? And you're digging a couple weeks ago. Well, it seems like forever uh, at this point. Well, you know, I haven't had an
4: opportunity that came out after you
8: spoke. Yeah, time. no, it was just I wish I would just drove in, put it on him a little bit more, and, you know, I could help helped him out.
4: So a you, so you, so you started with the back seen. shoulder
6: there, you just didn't want it. It was okay. I know you're not one to consume much media, but Peyton Manning did something last week breaking
8: down your game film. Did you get a chance to watch that in his Yeah, I actually did watch that one. Um, it was kind of sent over, and so I uh, watched that. And I mean, it's it's fun watching and listening to Peyton talk football. I mean, he obviously doesn't know our exact play calls and everything, but I mean, he know he's he's pretty spot on with, with how he um, dissects the film and talks about it. So it was pretty cool to see kind of an outsider from within our offense and organization break down what we're doing. Uh, it was cool. cool.
1: Thank you, guys. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets.
0: Learn more today at sas.com slash viya.